There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and today we'll be discussing Episode 7 of Season 1 of Surreal Estate. Oh my god. This was like so good. And yes, I loved how the ending, well, not the very ending ending, but like right. the group ending. And I was yes. like, oh my God, that's so great. And then the very ending, I'm like, what? Yeah, no. Because <laughs> I was tweeting along this time. I was finally able to do it because I've been so bad this season trying to be able to tweet. And I was dying. The behind the scenes stuff that the cast was posting on right. their own Twitter. It's like, that's so awesome. Yeah. So this was great. I really like this. And I feel like this is really ramping up because we've had. Right. And so this going into, oh, it's going to thread. And I think it's going to thread through to the end. Yes. I absolutely only two more episodes. think so. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Three episodes. Yeah. Three more episodes. So, yes, I do believe this thread that <laughs> we got with this episode will carry on into the final. Should be interesting. Yes. So let's jump into episode seven, Quarantine. The team locks down in the office to isolate and destroy a murderous demon that followed them home. That just sounds ominous. Yes, and it was. <laughs> we have a roadie lockdown. We open with our gang returning to the office after a particularly grueling battle with some spooky house creatures. Bill's on the phone with his husband, Anthony, telling him he'll be home in time for the adoption agency's arrival the following day. That kind of worried me. It's like, wait, whole next day? Right. Hi. <laughs> Susan has officially won a prestigious accolade at the upcoming real estate awards ceremony that Luke is congratulating her for. So it's like, oh, she must have hit that milestone to be in that prestigious platinum ring again. Right. Although I don't know how many times she's done it at this point. Yeah, maybe give her a platinum ring. Exactly. I think it was eight. <laughs> years in a row or something like that it was amazing yeah <laughs> next thing we know luke summons susan phil augie and zoe to the conference room for a post-mortem that just sounds horrible <laughs> but suddenly red lights start flashing that signifies something unwanted is in the building which i thought was interesting because at any point anything coming in the building could go anywhere not just to their floor right and it turns out they were, what, on the 10th floor? Yes. <laughs> it's like, maybe you should have gotten a building all to yourself. Just a thought. Right. But the grueling case that was just closed maybe wasn't exactly closed. No. It consisted of a non-corporeal being called a roadie that jumps right. kind of scary sounding. Augie reassures everyone that he effectively vanquished the roadie. Well, unless there's a second one. Which I was like, what? Right. So they're thinking there's multiple. And actually, by the end of this, I again was wondering, 
if it was something else, which we'll get to, I'll tell you my theory when we get to the point okay. Like that I think was causing it. So Luke declares a quarantine for the whole crew because we don't want this getting out and the building has to go on lockdown. Again, do they own the building? Be like, hey, we need everything locked down because something may have gotten here. And everyone's cool with it. I mean, it's late at night, but that just, again, seemed kind of weird, didn't it? The building? I don't know if they could order a lockdown. (laughs) I mean, we have no true sense of Luke's worth. We don't know if he's that rich enough to where he could buy the whole building, but maybe he is. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, if it's just them and the security guard and he's like, we need a lockdown, like maybe security's like, all right, oh, yeah. stuff for me to do. Yeah. <laughs> but this is weird because who could have brought the roadie back with them? A person may appear normal at face value, but the roadie will find a way to rear its ugly, ugly head. Yeah. We see everyone call their respective partners or friends and inform them that it's going to be a long night. Luke insists that they pair up to keep an eye on each other. Now, you knew when this happened, things were just going to go awry, right? Oh, of course. I mean, he tells them that. And of course, they get stand up to make their phone calls and they all turn their back to each other. Right. Phil, like, Zoe, you and Augie don't are know? all. So it's like, huh? <laughs> That's not keeping your eye on each other. Right. And what I thought was weird. Okay. Everyone knows Phil's married. Yep. Zoe is on her current project basically (laughs) and Augie has a cat but when everybody's like okay we have to call we have to do this all of a sudden Zoe's like wait what about Schrodinger right which that's just kind of funny and ironic but yes (laughs) and then it, it was like an afterthought like oh yeah I guess I should have somebody feed the cat but I'm thinking I don't know most cats don't go crazy and eat like all their food he must have a really well trained cat (laughs) yeah like his cat sounds like my dog like okay it has to be at a certain time right otherwise the cat's gonna lose it (laughs) that's nice that he had somebody who can help him out but anyway but of course he was out of food so the neighbor was gonna have to go get food and had to put it in the dry food yeah Yeah. (laughs) so well-trained snobby cat got it (laughs) but as everybody's making calls luke and susan split from the group again Probably not the best idea. As she's begging to let her go home because she has a warm ceremony and intense self-care has to happen. (laughs) Makeup. And Luke's like, you look great. She's like, this doesn't just happen. Right. (laughs) I get that. But at the same time, how far are you into this, like, new company where you know that crazy stuff is happening and you're just like i don't care if something followed me home right it's like well maybe go let it loose on rita or somebody yes. whoever's gonna be there <laughs> maybe that wouldn't be so bad but suddenly of course everyone realizes it's kind of late and everyone's hungry so hey chinese food and when they order it it's like again at this point we don't know they're on the 10th floor we just know they're in the building they never right. show like but when it shows up it's like oh it's on the 10th floor. That security <laughs> guy's got to walk it up. Although, at the same time, why didn't he just pull one of the elevators down, take it up to ninth floor, and then only walk up one floor? Right. <laughs> See, these are the things I think about, because I wouldn't want to walk up 10 floors either. I loved how they mentioned that the security guard seemed to be interested in Susan. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we never see him. So no. it's like, all right, Susan, you wanted a nice, normal guy. Yeah. Go for it. Well, I think it was more to use her uh, feminine charms to 
convince the guard to bring it up to them instead of having to go down to get it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Use the voice. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh. So after everyone's done eating, Zoe ends up joining August in his office because he's like, all right, I have to go and check something. Does anybody want to watch me so I don't become a hideous beast? And I'm thinking still just two people might not be enough. Right. Because before they get to his office, while he's finishing up his phone call, you see his hands start to quiver. You go, oh, yeah. no, we know where the <laughs> roadie is. Yeah, I wasn't sure where they were going with that because that was the first time we'd seen that. So right. I was thinking, oh, no, is he sick or something? Not just the roadie. And I'm glad they at least explained it a little. But I love when they walk into his office and it's just full of all these crazy devices and I guess we can say rarities. Oh, yeah. And that <laughs> creature in the jar. Yeah, very Ripley's Believe It or Not. Right, you know, yes. Like, <laughs> but as Augie starts tinkering with his inventions, we have him start seeing things that seemed kind of out of character to Zoe. Now, granted, we hadn't seen him much, like, talking other than, like, quoting right, books. Right, and that one little conversation he had with Phil about whether or not Luke was interested in Megan. Yeah. But it just seems like something was really off. Oh, absolutely. So, We've never heard him talk mean to anybody, and he just lays into Zoe. Yeah, and Zoe looked really surprised, and I was like, wow, okay, is this hanger? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, well, they just ain't. But Zoe has to leave the room, which again, hello, were you not paying attention to what was being said? Right. Keep your eyes on each other. Yeah, because she has a phone call, and she's like, but we're going to finish talking about this comment. Which, that that was rough. Yeah, it was. But as she walks out, we see Augie's eyes turn black. And suddenly, go, go, gadget arms. Yes. <laughs> because his arms stretch to reach a tool that uh, appear to be quite far away. Several feet, at least. Yeah. And that's when he also closes the door with his other arm, right? Or is I, that not? Yeah, I don't know. Eve, we didn't see the arm, but we did see it a little later, stretched going the other way. But yeah, yeah he, he the door closed. I don't know if it was physical or mental. <laughs> but as that's going on in there, which was creepy, Zoe's on the phone with her current boyfriend, I guess, and he's breaking up with her. And it's like, what the hell? First of all, that's just horrible. Don't do that. Don't right. And yeah, yeah, at least it wasn't a tech. But come on. Yeah, but that was <laughs> just one step above. And she turns around and notices Augie's office is dark. That's what it is. So it probably turned off the light. So she goes over and she's like, Augie? And then she gets yanked inside. And what the heck's happening? Because August emerges from his office and reunites with everybody. But nobody knows where the heck Zoe is. Right. And it's like, this is not good. Tell me he didn't kill her. Right. We can't Phil and Susan. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm like, Phil and Susan don't seem quite as freaked out. But they wander off searching for her while Luke phones Megan and ends up having to have her purchase something that Augie had said the demon wanted because he realizes that it was in him and that he dulled a particular blade that was in the, the tool that they used to kill the roadie, or at least right. they thought they yeah, killed Yeah, that's what they were trying to do was kill the roadie, disassemble so, it, and they needed different blades from a... <laughs> from a certain food processor. I'm right. Like, that's weird. It has to be a certain one. Yep. So, yeah, Luke's like, hey, Megan, can you run down to the store and grab that? Great. Sounds easy peasy. And I'm just thinking, this is not going to be good, right? No. 
But when we have everybody looking and Susan, again, separate from Phil. Yes. Goes into, I don't even know whose office that was. Because I thought it said they're in a conference room, but they were all in the conference room together. Right, yeah. That didn't make sense. That looked like an office because it had somebody's laptop. Right. So, of course, Susan, for some reason, is compelled to pull up the laptop while she's looking for Zoe. What the hell, Susan? Yeah. (laughs) Like, stay stay on target here. Yeah. And doesn't bother to look up. Doesn't bother to look under the the desk either. (laughs) I'm like, okay, and it's dark. Ever heard of a light? Yeah. What is happening here? It just seemed really weird. But maybe it has some kind of compelling force to make you like not look at it. Right. Could be. But Susan walks out, catch up with Phil because you hear him like outside. And then, yeah, up in the corner, we have Zoe doing her best Spider-Woman impression. And she's like crawling down the, the wall. Right. I'm like, this is so weird. But I really appreciated the fact that they probably had her on wires to do it because her hair was actually like coming down in front of her face and stuff. Like, right. Like she was actually up there and it wasn't just, oh, we'll just kind of not CGI it, but, you know, like plug her in like she did something else. Because that's a big deal. And I find that little things like that really bring me more into it. Like, oh, my God, she was really up on the wall. Right. I know that's such a weird little thing. But she crawls down. So obviously roadies and her, unless there's something about Zoe, we don't know. Right. (laughs) And the roadie ends up going over to the laptop. Apparently, it's quite proficient in computer sciences because it pulls up some of the houses and pinpoints Megan Donovan's house. Now, again, this is a weird spectral being inside of Zoe looking at a computer. So why does it know what's going on? Or is it able to read all of Zoe's thoughts? And it's like, oh, this is the one that's most haunted. But Zoe hasn't been there either. No. It's just weird. Yeah, but she's heard everything, so... We see that it can read the inhabitants' thoughts really easy. So, (laughs) yeah, it just used what Zoe's knowledge of the Donovan house was and said, that's where I want to be. Okay. This probably isn't good, but maybe it'll clean up everything else in there and then they can get it sucked down in that portal to hell. I don't know. We'll see. But we do get to see Zoe re-enter the conference room when everyone's like, she's not answering her phone. I don't know where she is. It's a small office, yada, yada, yada. And she's like, I'm here. I'm here. Shut up. It's loud in here. I'm really tired. And it's really bright. I'm like, I kind of feel that way too sometimes. But she is roadie free. So apparently it can roam bodiless for a little bit. Right. Absolutely. Susan had been on the phone or just got a, was call. it a tech? A call. A call okay. From her, from her mom to turn on the TV. So they switch on the TV and what's going on? I love how they just know which channel, by the way. Right. (laughs) Well, Susan told him it was what channel it was. I think it was, she said channel two. Oh, did she? Okay. I must've missed that part. So Luke switches it on and finds a new segment. And it turns out that is the reporter that has been trying to get a hold of Luke. Right. And it's like, oh, things are starting to fall into place. Okay. Apparently, with the two families that happened to perish, one of them was the one that the roadie was infecting last. Yep. And the other one was the one that we saw basically blow up while trapping the family inside. Oh, yeah. That was a couple episodes ago. ago. Yep. Yeah. Well, this newscaster has decided to put things together that, oh, it looks like they were both clients of the Roman agency. It's like, what? So now you think that somebody who's trying to sell the house is trying to kill everybody inside? That right. doesn't make sense. No. <laughs> but, but. <laughs> I can see a news reporter trying, yep. saying, oh, this makes perfect sense. 
Yep, yep. And it doesn't look good. No, this could <laughs> ruin the agency for good. So after this wonderful newscast of unfavorable news, Luke ends up taking a little nap. And this was weird because he's dreaming of his mother and they're dancing, but they're on the second level of the Donovan house, like out on a balcony. Right. Weird. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, what is it like projecting things to him now? What the heck? But he wakes up just as she starts to choke him in the dream. I'm like, again, what the heck? This woman sucks even in his dreams. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely she does. This is unreal. And then we get something else slightly unwanted. Yeah. In walks Megan with the food processor. And everyone's like, no. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, well, that's a fine how do you do. It's like, why do you think we said we're on lockdown? Yep. (sighs) We have something inside the building. Makes me think that maybe the roadie has something which will compel you with some things. And that's just something they didn't tell us. Right. It's it, very possible. It compelled possible. her to come in. It compelled right. Susan to not look up. It's very know. possible. Megan was so happy that she found the food processor, though. And yeah. <laughs> even had a coupon for it. And she's like giving it to Augie like, oh, is this a present? Do you think that he would send you at whatever time o'clock, basically, to go pick up a food processor? For a present. Right. <laughs> no, Megan. It's much more than that. So Augie's like, great, gonna use this to destroy the second roadie. And Zoe and August go off to his workshop again while they have a bit more of a chat because Zoe's still a little pissed. Right. I'm wondering too, because what we find out later, Zoe's the only one that didn't start spewing anything. But right. I kind of feel like Zoe doesn't hold back normally anyway. No. <laughs> That's not her personality. <laughs> so maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe that was part of it. It's like, yeah, she already says whatever she wants. Right. Yeah. I can't manipulate her quite as much as I'd like to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, this scene with her and August was absolutely amazing as they get very personal with each other. And it was just great. I loved how August says, yeah, you need to have find one that's already pre-built, not in a kit. I know. And as he was telling her this, um, I was tweeting this too. I'm like, wow, I know a lot of people like Zoe. Like everything has to be fixed or put together. Right. It's like, wow, sometimes it takes a while. But yeah, when he finally does tell her that saying like, you deserve the best. I'm like, oh, I feel like they kind of had like a father daughter kind of relationship or Absolutely. just like close like that. So yep. I was like, that's sweet. But yeah, it's going to be really hard to get past the comments, even though she knows what the situation was. Right. So we go back to the conference room and we have Megan questioning all her beliefs about the paranormal. Really? Really going to question all this? You live in a creepy haunted house. Right. You literally had a giant arm come out of a well, basically, and choke you. (laughs) Try to pull you down into it. Yeah, yeah. And a hellhound. And you're questioning that this is happening. What do you need to happen, woman? (laughs) Seriously. Okay, sorry. I can't believe she was just so against everything. And then it's like, hello, you're living in hell, basically. Right. But she's slowly starting to warm up. Slowly, slowly warming up to the idea of this happening. (laughs) And as she's explaining this, Susan just starts hurling some, oh, just totally. Oh, what's the word I want? (laughs) Vicious. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? It it kind of wasn't vicious at the same time. It was like a real backhanded compliment. Right. She's hurling it towards Luke and Megan because 
she's like, come on, you broke up with your ex and now you're with Luke. You might as well go buy lottery tickets because you freaking hit the jackpot. And so, like I said, very backhanded compliment there. And all of a sudden, Phil's like, wait a second, something doesn't look right. right. And that's when Augie and Zoe walk in and they're standing behind Susan. And so he asks, is the roadie in you? August, no. Is it in you, Zoe? No. Susan, is it in you? And she doesn't say anything. And Zoe's like, like, she's really going to tell you if it is. Right. <laughs> and then he explains how he found a certain legend where the type of roadie will jump in you and you say absolutely everything that right. you've been keeping bottled up. Yes. But it can't lie. And I'm like, ooh, ah. Okay, yeah. so wonder if Susan kind of had some feelings towards Luke then. I kind of think that's what it's pointing to. Yeah. But then instead of saying anything, Susan kind of smiles and then ends up like flinging Phil off to the side because he had come around the table. And that was one of the behind the scenes he showed. Right. Like he had that he had to jump on like a little mini trampoline and hit the wall. <laughs> and I'm like, God, that would still hurt. Yeah. Because then he falls and they didn't have padding on the floor. No. <laughs> it's like, ah, OK, so maybe he had to learn very carefully how to fall appropriately. Right. Yes. There is a method to falling appropriately. Yes. Actors and cheerleaders will be able to tell you that. <laughs> Anybody um, into martial arts. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, they have to learn how to throw appropriately, too, right? right? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff. So basically, a whole lot of people know how to do it. I don't. But <laughs> I tend to fall and just hurt myself. But anyway, we see Susan approaching Megan, and she just asks, do you live in that house? It's a wonderful house. And I'm like, okay, this is getting creepy. Yes, very. And then we have a scuffle and Zoe and Luke end up like, trying to pull Susan away from Megan. Right. And the roadie transfers to Luke. Thankfully, it's not there, I guess, too long because there's a whole lot of stuff in Luke's head that I'd be worried about. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> So right when Luke turns around and his eyes are black, Augie directs his little device towards him and pulls out the roadie. It was like a little dust buster. Right. <laughs> That's like a little handheld vacuum for those of you who don't know. Right. And great. Everybody is safe, right? All the bodies are good. No roadie in, in sight. Zoe addresses the elephant in the room at this time about how everybody had really hurtful remarks and we're going to have to address all that later yeah so great the lockdown's over and phil is checking everything and we see up on the screen five green dots right and he's like oh that's great everything's good five clear okay let's go after you have of course susan apologized to luke and megan and at this point and i had tweeted it i'm like is this a blooper because I wasn't thinking about it. Like, they left it in. They didn't have it all clear. Like, caught up. Because I'm like, wait, there's not five of them in the room, though. And that, it didn't click. I just was thinking, this is something that wasn't right. Right. Jeff, you're absolutely right. There was, there was more than five. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, okay, yeah, something just, they screwed up and let it go through. Boy, was I wrong. Because... Luke, Susan, Augie, Phil, and Zoe. And it didn't pick up Megan. Megan. 
no, that was intentional. Yeah, but like when it comes up, I'm just like, oh, okay, right. yeah, yeah it didn't make any up. sense when it when you, when you first see it. But if you think about it now that we know what how it ended, you go, oh, it does make sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't get actually. I picked it up. I'm just like, okay, yeah, that wasn't right. I picked it up later before we get to the very end, and right. I will talk about that in a second too. But okay. So, I don't know if I should throw my tinfoil hat in here or later. I'll do it at the end. Okay. Okay. So, hey, award ceremony time. I mean, I don't know how much time Susan had to rest and do everything. Maybe a couple hours. She looked amazing, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I figured this was probably two or three in the morning, and this is eight o'clock that evening. So, she had some time. Probably got about four hours of sleep and five hours to... At the spa or whatever. (laughs) She ends up bringing her mother, Constance, as her plus one. And we see Bob Livingstone, who was the old flame, uh, along with Rita and another agent gossiping horribly. Yes. Not just about her, but about her plus one and her agency. And it's like, oh, God, you really do need to get slapped. Yes. And let me tell you, one of the things on Twitter, it was funny because it said, oh, yeah, that's pretty spot on for realtors. I'm like, damn, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't know that you'd just be catty like that. Yep. But everybody sees Susan's been drinking a bit, which I thought was pretty funny because her mom's like, maybe you should slow down. And she's like, ah, maybe not. Yep. And we see Bob tells Rita, oh, I'm going to go talk to her. I was a bit of mentor. And of course, Rita and the other real estate do not believe that. No. One bit. It's like, "Uh uh-huh, things got around, Bob. Yeah, they know what happened. (laughs) So he goes to talk to Susan, and oh, that that smoozy, like, I don't even think that's a word, but that, oh, is this your sister? Yeah. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Really? No, Bob, it's my mom. And as he asked for just two shakes of Susan's time, and bye, Constance, it was great to see you. I love it. She's like, die in a fire, Bob. Yeah. And I thought it was funny, but I like now that I even said it out loud, I'm like, oh, does she know about Susan's power? Of course she does. I didn't think about that when she said it. I'm just like, ha, 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 oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like literally, it just dawned on me. I don't know if that's funny or not. Yes, it's hilarious. <laughs> Especially after what happens later. <laughs> oh, my God. So Bob and Susan are talking, and he's like, keep it short and sweet. Don't talk about your agency because they're kind of weird. They're the industry pariah. It's like, you know what? They're my friends. Oh, really? They are. Then why aren't they here? Right. And I love it. She's like, listen. <laughs> and she kind of like starts talking smack about his wife and everything he did. It's like, okay, bye. And he walks away, but she just looks really sad. Right. And I was like, oh, I want to give her a hug. <laughs> so when she gets called up to the stage, she goes up to give her speech. And I think she had just done the photos. Right. And just got to the podium. And then we hear the door open. Oh, no, no. It was before she gets called in. I'm sorry. So they were announcing her. And then we hear the door open. No, in any other, I don't know, event. Okay, somebody's coming in. Not a big deal. But no, everybody turns and looks. And there's like a spotlight on the door. Right. <laughs> And in comes the Roman agency. 
I loved it because they looked amazing. The whole yes. crew. Yeah. Megan. Holy cow. Yeah. I was like, dang, she looks amazing, too. I love how Zoe just grabs a bottle of champagne or whatever <laughs> or, or wine off somebody yeah. else's table. Like, yeah. Drinks it straight um, up. And then Susan goes up and she's like smiling even more, like I said, when she was getting her pictures done. And she she goes to make her speech. And it was like a really nice speech. And then as she's walking like off the stage kind of looks over at Bob and Rita who happen to be at the same table and set the centerpiece on fire. <laughs> yeah, Bob, stuff's coming after you because you're a jerk. Right. Yeah. You get this feeling that, you know, like Luke did with the other uh, guy telling him you might want to look under your bed at night. <laughs> yeah. That was Susan doing the same thing to Bob. <laughs> he deserved it. Oh, absolutely. He did. But they all get to talk, and Susan's like, I didn't think you wanted to come after all the nastiness from last night. And, you know, she delivered a pretty moving monologue about her beliefs, and they all kind of hug. Yep. And and it's like, it's really sweet. But we get to learn a couple different things. Like, Augie is talking how you deserve this, and it's great. And, and I'm going to be paying for my words for a while, because we see Zoe pull up and get him, which I thought was funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, get it, old man. <laughs> And then we find out Phil and Anthony met with the adoption agency and everything went well. And even though there's still a lot of hoops to jump through, we are good and we're going to be fathers. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, that was awesome. It was so sweet. And the last people there to say goodbye, it was Luke. No, that's the thing. We see Luke and Susan talking. Right. I don't remember ever seeing Susan either go inside or go for the car. Did I miss that? And where the hell's our mom? Yeah. I think her mom was probably already in the car and then Susan got in the car and drove off while we see, we do see Megan in just inside the door. Right. Cause it ends with Luke and Megan talking. Right. So I must have just again missed it. So Megan is talking and it's like, Oh, it's a great night and everything's great. Great. You want to go back and do something? And Megan's like, yeah, <laughs> let's go to the house. And looks like my house. And she's like, no, my house. And then a car pulls up and her phone dings and. Looks like, did you call an Uber? Right. He's dumbfounded. She kisses him on the cheek and gets in. And again, this is weird. Why would you get on the passenger side and scooch all the way over to the driver's side? Right. It's not yeah. like you're on the street. You're <laughs> no. in a like a drive for a hotel, but whatever. And when the driver's like, how are we tonight? And she's like, we're fine. And you see her eyes go black and she yeah. puts on the seatbelt and she's like, take us home. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Not Because we did see her handshake earlier. Right. When Susan was giving her speech and Luke put his hand on top of it and it's like, damn it, Luke. Right. Like he didn't figure it out. <laughs> now, okay, here's my tinfoil hat. That Augie is using that thing to chop it up. Right. But maybe like it's almost like a Hydra kind of thing. Like you kill one, but one remains. That's because I can't. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's very possible. I, I'm kind of right there thinking the same thing you are is that you can't ever get all of it. <laughs> yeah, because I can't see there being that many of them just like all on top of each other. And it's like, oh, he's getting one. Oh, there was two. Oh, wait. No, it turns out there was three. Right. It seems very, not Hydra, <laughs> Marvel. Medusa, uh, three-headed monster. Or no. The, yeah, the snake head. Yeah. Where you okay, got... it's a Hydra. Yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not a Medusa. Medusa has all the snakes for the hair. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hold different thing. But yeah, you guys know what I mean. Come on. <laughs> 
Somebody send me the information on that lore. Yeah. But I just think that's interesting and that it's like, oh, no, I got it. So I'm wondering how many they've ever dealt with or if they've never dealt with this type. Right. I believe it's the type because they when they were going through postmortem, they only mentioned that they'd only had to they've only dealt with one or two of them before. And this one was especially difficult. So, yeah, I definitely think that the blob is more than one. Yeah. And that was the thing, too, when Phil's like, I just feel like something wasn't right about last night. And I'm like, because you don't know how to count. Right. (laughs) Well, when it's a blob, how can you count it? Yeah. Well, that's why I'm like, oh, is this, could this be? We'll find out, I guess. So that's why I think this one's going to thread through the rest of the season. And this house is going to be something else. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Now, I did love at one point. Phil's kind of going through some other options, and one of them was a Wendigo. And I went, I know that name. (laughs) That came from Sleepy Hollow. (laughs) Oh, it's also, oh, I can't remember. I think season one of Supernatural. Right. (laughs) So I was like, oh, this isn't good because it didn't end well for (laughs) Crane that episode. So, yeah, they got their hands full with this roadie. There's no doubt about it. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's got me concerned, to say the least. Because uh-huh. yeah. I can see Luke having to go back into the Donovan house and not only have to deal with the roadie, but his mom as well. And get it both, you know, and he'll have to get the roadie out of Megan. So he'll get beat down from her. He'll get beat down from his mom. And how is he going to pull enough strength to keep his determination going without just wilting like a flower with all that insults flying at him. So we'll see. Yeah. I, I, oh God, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to handle it. If the fandom can deal with that, that's something else. It's just, I feel like whatever this roadie is, is going to get in the house and really be like, whoa, I thought I was the one in charge. Right. Let's hope. (laughs) It's like, eh, nope, you're not. You're getting absorbed with everything else. So let's hope. We'll see how that goes. But this was a crazy episode. I really liked it. It was so crazy, though. Yes. Yeah. Every episode just keeps getting better and better. I mean, yes, I love how it's starting to build. Yes, absolutely. The writers and done an amazing job this season for some reason and i know this is just weird i want to see if nothing else if not seeing the winchesters seeing the car like out in front of one of the houses they go right i just think that would be perfect (laughs) yep okay holy cow so that was crazy but steve has anybody else thought of additional craziness that they wanted to share with us. Oh, indeed they have. Jazz has provided her thoughts on this episode, so let's take a listen. Hello, this is Jazz with a review of Surreal Estate Season 1, Episode 7. My first thoughts was that Zoe was calling her boyfriend, who was named Jeffrey, and they were having an argument. This was surprising, since I thought we had the episode that had the seafaring issues where she said that her boyfriend, love of her life was named Jeffrey and he was a drug dealer and died of an overdose. So I wondered if it was just a different boyfriend named Jeffrey or the same one. And perhaps she told something different to Susan than what really happened. But she was teary-eyed, so I doubt it. So that was confusing. Good red herring or plot twist, if that was the intention. And I thought the boyfriend was very harsh by saying, hey, at least I didn't break up with you in a text. What a jerk. And she's probably better off not being with him. And I really felt for her, because 
because that's just wrong. I thought Augie was acting like a big brother, trying to later on say that she deserved better and that she liked to have a lot of fix-me-up boyfriends and she's worth, you know, much more than that and that she could get the fully formed version and not have to get them in kit form, which I thought was a very nice way to put it. <laughs> they come already pre-done. You don't have to fix them. <laughs> the whole package. I thought that was a nice way to do it. I was surprised that uh, this was the first time, or at least seemed that way-ish, of a, a roadie actually following them home. I wondered why they didn't have any in case of emergency break glass set up, like crystals or tools or, I don't know, Ikazon, you know, ghost trap, like for the original Ghostbusters or something like that. I would have thought they would have thought that far ahead. So I don't know if that is a, a plot hole or they just didn't think to give enough uh, story time to that. You know, it could always just not work if they tried it. So I thought that was kind of odd that they didn't have that already pre-done. Lots of jump scares in this episode. There was some wall crawling, which gave me the creeps and very poltergeist-esque nod and all good things. Rhodes was looking for a new home and when it took over, Zoe was literally looking at the real estate listing, which I guess is very smart. If you, you have the availability, you might as well use it. And they were figuring out which house looked the best and uh, they may have actually looked at Rachel's house. So that comes up later. I did think that uh, when Zoe figured out that she had gotten broken up and Susan's like, oh, classy. She's like, I think that you are disqualified from talking about awkward breakup, considering she flambéed parts of her act. So I thought that was, that was well. Oh, I love the fact that the team actually showed up for Susan, and they made a great entrance, and they looked snazzy, and they're good ups, and he did mention that it does take longer than he thought to get ready and clean up, but I love the fact that he was there for her, you know, as part of the team, and be there for her, and I love also the fact that she made her ex's table explode and have a small little fire. thought that was perfect. At the very end, when they figured that they had taken care of the big baddie and they had checked to make sure that he was disintegrated, they showed the image of five greens and no bad guy. But there were six people in the room. So I thought that should have showed six green or just that's looked wrong. And then later we find out why. <laughs> because uh, she had a little twitchiness at the dinner table. And then later we found out that she left with an Uber which I'm sure will be dinner in the show because the Uber guy was probably a snack. And at least it wasn't Luke who was the snack. But I thought that it had some twists and turns. I thought that her ex was a complete joke and that he ought to burn in fire and be thrown into a, a wood chipper. But Susan handled it very well. Thanks very much. Bye. Well, thank you, Jazz, for that fantastic feedback. I think we wow. also agreed <laughs> that um, there should have been one extra green Showing up on their little radar detector. We yes. questioned that as well. Say, hey, wait a minute. There was more than five people in the room. <laughs> and we Yeah, did. and there was a... I think we talked about the whole thing with Augie and Zoe, too. Like, right. how he was talking to her. Like, she really deserved better. So, yep. obviously, we totally agree with that. Yes. She definitely needs one already put together instead of having to build it herself. <laughs> and, yeah, we didn't discuss them already set up for having a break in shall we say into the office but they did kind of have the procedures in place for what happened so i kind of think that the reason they didn't have a, a, a trap ready to be set was because there's so many different type of ghouls that there's not one trap that can, will catch them all <laughs> it was really interesting that you had 
caught the thing about the Jeffries, like the names, because right. I didn't catch that at all. But it was probably I'm like just too into the moment and not thinking about previous episodes. And I didn't even think about the driver, the Uber driver, becoming a snack. But right, yeah, that's was a possibility. I, I don't think that they, the roadie, like killed and ate people. Well, killed people, but didn't eat them. Right. At least not until there was like so many or something. So good catch, though, because didn't even think about that. Yep. Well, as always, Jazz, we really appreciate your feedback and looking forward to hearing what you think about the next episode with Megan as a roadie. Thanks, Jazz. We appreciate it. Please rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about this show. Oh, my gosh. If they like Supernatural, if they like Weird Creepy, and we're getting into the spoopy season, they are going to love this. So make sure they watch it all with you. And we, of course, hope you're enjoying our podcast. Don't forget to check out everything over at www.fangirlzone.com. Most importantly, that contacts page so you can send us your feedback. You can send it to sci-fi talk. That's S-Y-F-Y talk at fangirlzone.com. Or hitting that contacts page, you can send it to Steve or I directly, both of us, all of us. And there's, of course, all of our information where we are on Twitter, on Facebook, and I can't remember everywhere we are. I think that's everything. Tumblr. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. And the Nobel Prize Committee has an obvious anti-real estate bias. And until next time.